Anyways, <coughs> yo, 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 what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Thoughtful Banter Podcast. I am your host, Hussein, joined with my wonderful co-host, as always, Mahdi. What up, Today, what up? we have our first esteemed guest to the Thoughtful Banter Podcast, Justin Mashouf, which Mahdi is going to give an introduction to right now. So, guys, this is, like, by far one of the coolest people I've met. Hussein and I were just talking about how, like, Justin is so awesome that he's one of those people that whenever you know him, you use that person as a flex in your contacts, like whenever someone's <laughs> doubting my abilities, I'm like, yo, I know Justin Mashouf. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. So um, we're not going to like, I guess Justin is a filmmaker and a lot of the things he's on, he's talking about filmmaking. And this isn't a filmmaking podcast, but I do want to spend just one minute talking about his accolades. Um, Justin is a successful filmmaker, businessman, and break dancer and devout Muslim as well. Um, Justin is known for a couple of amazing projects. I'm going to mention two of them specifically. One of them is, and this one is very important because you need to go to Amazon and watch this movie right now. It's called The Honest Struggle. Uh, it's about a ex-gang chief turned devout Muslim. Um, and it's just about his struggles trying to change his life around after leaving the prison system. And the second film is called, what, Warring Factions, uh, about a breakdancer who goes to Iran and has a breakdancing battle with an Iranian and uh, has really good vibes. And this episode, before we get right into it, is also sponsored by Justin's company, Mystic Man. If, you, if you're wondering how Justin has a luscious beard, how I have a luscious beard, how Hussein is growing out his luscious beard. I don't got one yet. <laughs> but it's growing out. It's growing out. Go get yourself some mystic man all right it is a dope organic beard brand justin thank you so much for joining the podcast thank you guys for having me on man this is uh it's always uh it's always nice to be invited on by uh, brother mahdi and hussein <laughs> <laughs> don't gas us up, don't gas us up. <laughs> um okay so justin i'm curious to know like from for myself personally i was initially interested in being a filmmaker and I was taking seriously the idea of, you know, moving, going out of town, doing whatever I had to do to get into the film industry. But two things that really turned me off from doing that was, number one, like, how competitive it was. And I was just scared, like, okay, like, how am I going to provide for my family? Um, it's, it's, it's difficult coming up to, like, someone who's, you know, traditional. Be like, Salam, <laughs> I'm a good Muslim and I'm a filmmaker. They're like, oh, filmmaking? Like, how are you going to make money doing that? And then the second thing that really turned me off from it was understanding like it seems like the environment in hollywood is not conducive to um, a practicing muslim like it seems like everything in that atmosphere is pulling you away from islam and i was curious to know how you dealt with both of those struggles especially the second one um yeah i mean i i don't know if it's really more difficult in like this environment than like some other maybe industries or just like I think a lot of people forget, you know, they see a lot of glitz and glamour on, uh, you know, what they see on TV, but behind the scenes, everybody's like a regular person. <laughs> um, people are just like regular mm -hmm. dudes, regular ladies, just like making a living, mm -hmm. you know, putting out this work. Um, so, you know, my, my initial hesitation was similar to yours. Um, but, you know, kind of, once you kind of catch it, catch a groove and you're, you're working kind of within your niche in the industry, you kind of understand, um, where your, where your boundaries are. And, you know, 
as you build relationships, people respect those boundaries. That's one of the things I really like about California is that, um, and it's, and I think it's unique in some ways for this is just people are very cool with who you are and what you're about. And so many times, you know, like I've, I've worked with, with, with teams and, you know, they, they, they finally find out that I'm practicing Muslim. Like I'll, you know, be like, Oh, you know, like either they'll just like <laughs> run up on me praying. Like they'll be coming, they'll come into my edit bay and I'm just like, in uh-huh. Uh-huh. like what is happening? Here? <laughs> exactly. Or it always come up like in like the converse, like the lunch conversation, like, Oh, what do you want to eat? I'll be like, uh, I'll like always gravitating towards like the halal choices. And, um, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, what's going on here? You know? So like th- there'll be a conversation that happens and, um, you know, b- building bonds with people and they, they respect your boundaries. So alhamdulillah, I haven't had, you know, too much kind of difficulty in that, but, um, you know, there definitely is an element of, um, I would say just kind of overt kind of sexuality in many ways in a lot of workplaces, um, mm-hmm. in, in certain, like I've heard in like the financial industry, it's, it's somewhat similar, but entertainment is, is such that, you know, there's just a lot of that kind of vibe in the office and just like people can tend to be inappropriate with one another and, and that type of thing. So, um, actually being a Muslim makes you an ally in many senses because people are just like, Oh, well that dude's not Mm. like that dude's not trying to mess with me. Um, or, you know, they'll, they'll understand Uh, kind of like who you are. Yeah, exactly. There will be no me too's coming from Justin at least. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, man. Uh, and then, and then as far as like the, the, the other part of your question you were asking about like making a living, one of the reasons I, I came to LA. Um, so, you know, when I was in college, uh, I, I did an internship in New York. I had a cousin in New York who was an actor and I had a, a cousin, another cousin from the other side of my family in Los Angeles, and he was an editor. Um, so I, you know, I spent a little time in New York. I did a couple internships, um, some in post-production kind of the, uh, and then I, I worked a little bit like as a set, a grip on set. And the vibe that I was getting was just that I just didn't have as much support as far as like the network of what I wanted to do, you know, working in production or in post-production. And then my cousin in LA was already working at like one of the top shows, primetime TV shows for CBS. Um, and he was an editor, like a, like all-star editor. And, um, so I knew that he was going to be the guy that was going to be able to give me more opportunities in, in that vein. You know, I wasn't interested in acting. So, Mm -hmm, um, I, you know, I decided like, you know, I'm going to come out, I'm going to try my hardest and to get involved in this industry. You know, there's a lot of work people are, you know, they imagine like in, in filmmaking, there's like the guy who's holding the camera and the director, but in reality, like every film or TV show has like hundreds of people that are on <laughs> staff and, you know, those positions mm-hmm. vary in, in ranges of salary anywhere from like, you know, $200,000 a year to some of some dudes are making up uh, upwards wow. of, you know, half a million dollars a year money, um, money. to, you uh-huh. know, wow. you know, on the low end, like, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. So it's like. It's not like uh, we're not talking exactly poverty wages here um, for these jobs, especially in, mm-hmm. in, in L.A. 
in Los Angeles proper. Like I can only speak to that. You know, I only wanted to go somewhere where I knew the industry was there to support this type of, uh, you know, this type of career path for me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, okay, it, so it's I crazy, a... you know, you, 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 I want to tell a funny story real quick is like, you know, how are you going to go to a family and try to, you know, be part of a family and, and say like, you know, I'm a filmmaker, but, <laughs> um, it was really interesting. Like that was like one of the things that really sealed the deal for me. Um, when I was coming from Arizona, I finished film school in 2008. I drove up my Honda civic, all of my possessions inside of it on my way to Los Angeles, uh, my, who is now my wife, uh, was hosting a going away party for a friend of mine and, uh, he was going to grad school and my, my friend was like trying to set me up with her. And I was like, dude, this is literally mm-hmm. the worst time you could be setting me up with a woman <laughs> because I have no yeah, job, I have no money, I have nothing. nothing. Right. Um, so yeah. in a dream. Yeah, man, it was really, it was really a nutty story. So, you know, it, you know, I show up early to the barbecue, uh, you know, obviously that was planned for, by my friend and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was really, it was really true, man. You know, it was like just her and her cousin in the house and like, I was like so embarrassed. I was like, man, this is dumb. Like I literally <laughs> like felt like Allah's like force behind me, this whole planning of this situation. Wow. And I was like, really? really right now you want to do this to me <laughs> um so you're probably you know, super embarrassed at that time too like oh i'm here early i swear there wasn't on my part on purpose like i wasn't <laughs> yeah. texted to come here at this yeah, time yeah. exactly exactly so you know things were like escalated fast too and you know by within three weeks um i think it was even maybe less than that i was talking uh you know it was no within like a one week you know, after meeting her, she was like, you got to come and meet my, my parents. So I met, you know, a sit down with her dad and I'm just thinking like, dude, this is going to go South like immediately when he's like, well, so what do you want to do with your life? You know? And so he's like, so he's like, she, you know, Fatima tells me you're an artist. He's like, that's so fantastic. Oh, no. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, he was like, tell me about the art you make. And I was like, Oh my God, this is too good to be true. You know? So alhamdulillah, like everything really worked out from that point on because I knew I was kind of walking into a situation that was, um, very open to who I was and who I wanted to be. It wasn't like, Oh, that's a cute thing. But like, when are you really going to get, like, when are you really going to do what's necessary? What do you really do? Yeah, exactly. What do you really do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, dude, I mean, Allah bless me. That's that's like mm. the, the the least I can say. I really like that um I, I like the analogy you used because I feel like, you know, when I when I ask my parents about how they got together or I, I look at the situation of like myself, how I how I got with my wife or Hussein's situation, I feel like every time you speak to a married person about how they got with their uh, significant other and it's a good situation not like one like yeah i don't know how this happened I, you know i i, I love the casino <laughs> and, you know i'm just married like every, whenever whenever i talk to people who like they they they're married they're happily married and it's something that matters to them and if it, it's like a they have like religious values behind their marriage mm. you always kind of hear this theme of like you know bro 
I really don't know how this happened. It just kind of, <laughs> but you know, God just worked. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's this theme of that, and um, if it, 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 it's it's so, I think it's so relatable to to other people, you know, in in different areas of life, and and how this connects. Um, and I, I'm curious to know, being being married, and being a filmmaker, like you you see how like Allah's rahmah came there. Like, what what do you think about like you you know there's people there's guys right now who are whether they're in their 20s or late 30s or in their 40s maybe who aren't getting married because things aren't right like what's your perspective oh, on that oh man they're just like the all they're thinking about is dunya that's it like their concern is dunya that's <laughs> that's what's that's what's uh, hiding that's like that's what's holding them down you know that's yeah. all they can think about yeah. and you know they they don't realize that when you actually put your intentions in the right place like Allah's going to Allah's going to help you you know um yeah mm. and i think you you think you hit the nail on the head like when you peel back all the layers of that response like oh i'm not ready i'm not this i'm not that it is always almost always dunya motivated cuz like we've said on the podcast multiple times like if you're not ready today you're not just going to wake up tomorrow yeah, and be ready that's like, true <laughs> <laughs> this you're like operating based on a myth if that's what you actually think yeah, and, and and it's trippy, and, think, and you guys can probably married. relate. Like when you actually get married, you're like you feel like you're in a twi- in the like on your wedding day, you feel like you're in the twilight zone. You're like, is this, twilight is this zone. happening? <laughs> is yeah. this today? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, happening yeah. now? Right now to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, it's funny. It's funny because I was like, um, like right during the um, like when I'm gonna say like I, I guess we don't say. I do, but, you know, when, when the, when the scholar is going to ask, like, do I have your permission to represent you? Um, he, and like, everyone's, everyone's looking at me and my wife, Sasa is like looking at me and she's like, she's like nervous, but not like, like she's nervous. Like she, I'm making her nervous. And looking back, I asked like, why? She was like, you just seem so serious. And I was like, nah, I'm like, yo, is this real? <laughs> like yeah, I was looking around right and I'm like, dog this is a dream right like this can't be real <laughs> yeah it's really it's a very surreal experience yeah and so like this is the conversation is now kind of moving towards the topic that you initially wanted to discuss which is kind of just discussing those changes that you see in yourself and your nafs and your soul as you progress through these stages of life and so me and Matthew are in the very beginnings of our like building our relationships but I just want to know um, if you f- if you feel comfortable sharing, of course, what kind of things you experienced, what kind of feelings you experienced when you first got married, and how that how that led you to now, and how that yeah you know kind of dictated the moves that you took in your career and in your family life, personal life, all those things. Yeah, I mean, you're when you're single, you're just really worried about yourself, and uh, you know, depending mm. on your your level of uh, of spiritual practice, you know, and uh, you your your nafs is like you know has a lot of sway in your life you know what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. you get to a certain point where you get mature enough to say to your nafs like no like listen i'm going to be with one woman this is her get to know mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. you're going to be with her for the rest mm-hmm. of your life and you're going to shut the hell up about it <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> talking to your, talking to your talking to your nafs, right? Talking to your nafs, and uh, yeah, and then yeah. your nafs is like, all right, you know, cool. Let's 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 make it happen, right? And you get married. Let's rock and, and then, roll. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, let's 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 go on to the next part of the journey. And then you're married, and your naps, even though it's like already, you know, said like, all right, well, we're gonna hold it down with this this one woman. It's 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 only used to thinking about itself as an individual, as an individual unit. Mm-hmm. So when you know your now your wife is now part of you, you're together, you're on a team now. You actually have to learn. There's some training involved. Like, okay, well, like, actually, how do we pass the ball here? How do we, how do we move down the yeah. field together? You know, what does a touchdown mm. even look like in marriage? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're gonna get, sometimes you're gonna get sacked, right? You're gonna get sacked at the 15 mm. yard line. And what, what does that really mean for your, for your marriage? Like, how are we gonna pick up the pieces and, and, and keep keep moving the ball forward sorry i'm not a big fan of american football but i'm just realizing this is a very good analogy right now <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it works very well and so I, even like literally i i came over to matthew's house to record this podcast um and matthew says you know marriage completes you but it, it's not going to fix you like it's not going to it's not, he said to quote him specifically. He said it's not going to fix the beta in you. So, <laughs> oh, and I think yeah. the beta in you, what, what that Matthew was referring to, is this nafs, this nafsy part of yourself that you're still having to deal with. I guess that's like the uh, I was putting it like in a way more bro sense, but <laughs> like this beta, like I'm just thinking like anything in you that is you know that like I guess uh, the lower you, you know, I guess anyone out there who's I guess I, I hear people who are like into like spiritual stuff or like maybe people who identify as Buddhists, like they, they speak about this, this thing that's like the lower you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know people who meditate, you, you know who you are, right? I'm, I'm vibing with you right now. I'm like, you know, your lower self, like that's, that's kind of like what I'm talking about because I know like it completes half of your Dean. Right. But like mm-hmm. your Dean and like the you that you need to develop are, are different things. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, look at me like I can like have the answers, but like from what I what I feel like, it just seems like you've shown up, right? Like okay, that's half the work you've shown up, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is your wife. You just because you're married, your wife's not going to make you more patient. Yeah, your wife's not going to make you makes a lot on time. No, you have the responsibility, but these are all things that you still have to work on on yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and also too. You know, when you get married, you see a lot of your blind spots um, to your, mm-hmm. you know, to your own like um, spiritual accounting, you know. So like you you find out quickly like, oh, you know, I actually may have an issue with my temper or like, oh, you know, I actually yeah. may have an issue with like being snarky and being like sarcastic and actually pu- wow. and putting people down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, it, there was such a, tr- such a dope marriage advice that we got early on. We had this, uh, this retreat called Al Hujja, uh, you know, in Southern California. And one, we had the, we organized like a session for single people and a session for married people. And during the married session, one of the scholars was like, he just said straight up, like, never be sarcastic with your wife even if you're like trying to tell a joke he's like because the way men Mm. and women uh communicate with each other is very different and your sarcasm Mm. um even if it's in joke in jest it could be very hurtful and vice versa and it's often the other way around like when it comes to sarcasm if a woman is sarcastic to a man about something generally unless it's like overtly trying to be humorous 
it's it it kind of stings and it and it and it and it beats yeah. you up <laughs> and it was such a good piece of advice <laughs> you think yeah dude it. it was such a good piece of advice wow. i was like man i never thought about that before you know like and i thought about that wow. like even before that conversation happened like i feel like some of our earlier like marital uh you know you know frictions were like oh well you said something that kind of like rub me the wrong way and then it puts it puts the other person in a bad mood and then they rub you the wrong way you know what i'm saying but it all stemmed from that one like stupid sarcastic thing that you were just joking about but it may have hurt yeah. me or it may have hurt her in a way that's like oh that was whack man like why did you do that you know yeah and then i uh, know like just kind of relating my situation um, to everything that you're talking about, because everything that you're saying is sounding very much relatable. Right <laughs> so <now>. relatable, <laughs> Justin. You have no idea how. Uh, maybe you do. Yeah, it's so relatable. <laughs> it's so relatable. Um, but you were mentioning like your, the whole flaws thing, and I recently actually, um, you know, I have. So since I was 14, I had like, I started listening to like mm-hmm. rap, and so you know how rap is. Um, so I was like a really big rap, like hip hop head, music head. And over the years, basically, I've kind of, like, curbed that. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, every now and then, I guess I'll indulge in some music or, like, I'll indulge in some, in some rap. And I was sitting next to my wife, and I think I played something. She was like, why do you listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> this, is so <laughs> this is so bad. It's talking about this, 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 and that. And these are all things, of course, I knew, right? But just her telling me that was just... It just gave me such a yeah. It's like a mirror, mm-hmm. right? Um, like th- you know, you you weren't paying yeah, attention to it, yeah. and she's like, "Check this out," and you're like, "Oh, dude, I got a big zit right in between my eyes," and it's this like foul. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's like this foul <laughs> habit that I have is like listening to this particular you know thing, type of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny because like, um, God, this is this is so relatable. Like, from my, from myself, um. And I guess for every man who's going to get married, inshallah, like I, I hope, I hope it's going to be relatable to you. And I guess that this is probably at least one of the reasons why marriage is half of your dean. Um, and I, I think it's so uh, interesting because again, going back to what we were saying earlier, I just want us to, to go back to that. Just for those of th- those who are listening right now and are religious and understand the obligation of of getting married to reach their fullest potential spiritually, mm-hmm. right? But who are putting it off because of whatever reason? Just know again. Listen, you're you're you have a, a brother here who who's married who has children. You have two brothers who just got married. You're never going to be like fully ready yeah. again. Like stop waiting for that for that exact time where. And I guess there are some things you do need. I'm not saying anyone at all. Bubba, like you have nothing together. Like get married. Like you, I guess you you need some stuff, right? But. Don't think that, like, you're ever going to be perfect. Like, that's kind of yeah. the point we're getting at, right? Like, when are you going to ever be perfect? Never. Like, you're never going to be complete. And you perfect. complete yeah. each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, life, uh, I've mm. noticed that, you know, especially in this society, like, life as a single person, like, beats people up. You know, like, a lot of my friends <laughs> that haven't gotten married yet, Facts. oh, man, I hope none of them are listening. they like... dude life has beat you up you know and uh in in more ways than one and uh you know i'm just so thankful that alhamdulillah i got married at 24 you know because i was able to grow Mm. really with my wife and like you know you're just not you're you're just like very malleable you know as a 
as a younger person that you're just like, oh, you know, I don't really know how, like, you know, if I like this or like that or like, oh, yeah, I'll try that. I'll do this. I'll do that. Right. Obviously, within the mm-hmm. guidelines. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're all like practicing Islam and like we have our 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 guide rails there. But there's a lot of like different mm-hmm. things in life that generally, you know, couples, they may not see completely eye to eye on. But when you get married early, you actually grow together. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, you're like one of those, one of those bamboo trees that when you like grow them in like a, uh, in like, mm. uh, like that spiral thing, they braid them and it like, uh-huh. dude, it looks super yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're super strong together rather than like just wow. wacky bamboo just flying all over the damn place. And then you expect <laughs> that, you know, like, okay, now you're, you're 35 or you're, let's say you're 35 or 36 years old. And it's like, all right, well, I want to get married now. And it's like, well, you know, like, I don't know if you're going to match with, you know, a lot of these folks just because you're all over the place, you know, like you're not as soft as you were when you were 22 years old that like you could mesh with somebody else and somebody else can mesh with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you're like a hardened, you're a, you're hardened person right now, you know? So, yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, I've, I've, um, I mean, this is paraphrase, but I believe that there's a hadith of, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, talking about people. You're fasting now. You're fasting now. I said I believe, right? <laughs> okay, okay, paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. You know, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I believe that there's a hadith of the Holy Prophet uh, basically describing people as clay. And he was like, you know, a young person is like this wet clay here. And he's like, you know, uh, holding the clay and like you, you can change the form mm-hmm. of the clay. And he's like, an old person is like this clay. And it was like, it was just like, it was just like mm-hmm. dirt on the ground. Like you can't move it. Like, look, like, it's so hard to move this. It's just um, exactly to your point. And I'm thinking, like, to myself, like, even now, like, when it comes to something as simple as, like, picking mm-hmm. a movie, right? Um, I'm, I'm like, yo, like, I'm, I'm like, babe, I know all the great movies. <laughs> we're going to watch Last Samurai, okay? Then we're going to watch Fury. And she's like, these movies are way <laughs> too violent. And I'm like, what? <laughs> these are the best films ever. Yeah. Like, just, like, to your point, Hussein, about, like, like the music you're listening to, I'm like, oh, these films are very violent. Maybe that's not the best thing, you know. Then maybe they are all they are all like rated R movies. Maybe that's not the best thing I should be watching. Uh, but I, I, if I stayed single, I'd just be watching these movies, thinking, hmm, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> these are the best films ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then to and then to another point you added it was basically like you have another person yeah. to think about and how that's manifested in myself. Um, it's kind of just having like uh, an, an, a fire yeah. under me, um, kind of like a, a pressure, but it's a good pressure. It's like I have yeah. to do more. I have to. I have to do more. <laughs> it's never <laughs> enough. To, yeah, it's, it's never enough. I have to, you know, always be thinking about what's next, kind of, which is something that's. I mean, I feel like I've always kind of done as a habit, but now it's even more um, heightened. Yeah, and it, it stops you from doing a lot of wild things too, like. You know, and this may be obvious, but, you know, like all of us have those friends, you know, that are going to put us in situations that are just not we're not proud (laughs) of. You know what I'm saying? And Uh when you're married, like that, it's not even like part of the equation. Like that dude hits you up and he's like, hey, this is what we're up to. And like if you're if you're if your mind even goes to like, oh, maybe I'll do that. But then you think, dude, I'm gonna have to tell my wife right now, like. I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so or I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this place with, and you're like, 
oh, actually, yeah, never mind. No, I don't want to do that. Like, that's like Allah protecting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. those are guide rails that like are like. And, 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 and it works the same for women, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all stop each other for doing stupid stuff. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it's just, and I mean, we're only just married. I'm thinking that you, mashallah, you're a father. Um, and I, I want to know, like, as a father, what's it like, like, being obviously, okay, married, oh, you feel it. And then, like, knowing that you have a child, mm-hmm. um, what's that like man how did that how did that yeah basically how did that change your thoughts <sighs> dude all right so it's really trippy like <laughs> there there's there's two things and i'll say this like when you're when your kid is born it's like you know allah is real you know what i'm saying like i understand <laughs> we we cannot we, <laughs> we 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 can't see allah right and we have the hadith about like seeing allah with your heart yeah Dude, the day mm-hmm. my son was born, I saw Allah in my heart. Like, no joke. It, like, wow. it hit me so hard. Yeah, it was a major subhanAllah moment. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you really feel the presence of God because you see this third creature that has been created. And it's from you and your wife. And, like, you're just looking at each other like, I had no hand in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel yeah. like even though she carried it for nine months, you're just looking at each other like, what in the world is that? So, alhamdulillah, dude, it's like a major <laughs> subhanAllah moment, and you feel this weight, like, okay, you have this this person. This is an amana. Like, Allah is, like, entrusting mm. you with this beautiful creature, and you cannot mm-hmm. drop the ball for this kid. You know what I'm saying? So you feel this, like, immense responsibility um, that's like, but it's also very beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like Allah's giving you this gift and you feel so grateful. And then you feel like, okay, I'm going to do yeah. the best I can with this, with this, with this person. Uh, and then the other thing is like back to the idea we were talking about the nafs, right? Like, so you get married, you're finally, your, your nafs is like, okay, I know how to work with another person. Like, uh, you know, we're on the field together. And then when you have a child, it's actually like when the game begins, like the other, the other side, the <laughs> other team comes on the field at that point, And you realize wow. all of this uh, other stuff, uh, wow. we were just scrimmaging before. Like that was just like us throwing the ball. <laughs> <on> the <field. laughs> like uh. this is real. Like the other team has arrived and they are bigger and stronger than us. <laughs> so we really have to work together uh, uh, and, and win this game. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I've, it feels like when you have a kid, you know, your, your nafs is like goes into a whole nother gear. And I always tell people like, you get this, you get this extra sense, like, and it's, and it's this love for this kid that you just didn't know that you didn't have it before. Cause the kid wasn't there. Right. You have your yeah. sight, mm. you have your smell, you have your taste, you have your touch and you have the love for this baby you know, for this child. And, uh, wow. it gives you a certain type of perspective in the world, uh, and a certain tenderness to your heart that, you know, we hear a lot about in like, you know, our spiritual teachings that like is unmatched and it's incredible the growth that you have when you have a child. So, um, you know, inshallah, you guys, you guys get to get to that point, uh, you know, to take your time, but 
inshallah you get there yeah inshallah not too soon <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not, not too soon inshallah not too soon yeah but but on the on the topic because you mentioned that like that responsibility and you feel that immense responsibility and that immense pressure i'm sure like even more than when you first got married um mm-hmm. i just wanted to say like obviously the the greater the responsibility though like the greater the potential for ro- for reward um you know one of the best ways to leave like sadaqajaria after you pass away is is having good kids you know yeah mm. absolutely on top of those donations to matches that you made you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. those bricks with your name <laughs> on it <laughs> exactly yeah. and, and you know when we pass away you can't you, we gotta have everything, you know. Every everything that can work for you, gotta yeah. work in. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of insane because it, it, you know it's um it's so interesting as a shift on perspective, right? Um, and I think it's it kind of all goes back to what Justin said uh, in the beginning, right? When he was when we we're asking about like single guys um, who are older not getting married, and he was like, you know, their minds are in the dunya. Um, like we think about marriage and the society, it's like, oh, that holds you back kids oh that holds you back but if we disconnect from that perspective of oh this this uh the spouse is holding me back and this kids hold me back from these selfish things that i want to do for myself it kind of seems like if we shift our perspective and we embrace this other one just not even judging like this is like we're, we're talking about people's real life experiences like this is the, the, justin's talking about like what he has gone through it seems like i mean and i don't mean to get corny but it's like you're accessing an entire like it's a it's like a mm-hmm. new power mm. like this is like you're not dog like we're not the same you and i like if you take a guy right <laughs> i'm serious like like you know i'm i'm, I'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not maybe i'm not talking about myself to another person but maybe we're taking someone like justin to some other guy who's his age, who doesn't have a wife, who doesn't have the kid, they're not the they're they are not alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying to like out of ego, but I'm saying it like one's operating on a completely different frequency than the other. Yeah, two. no, it is it is a power. Yeah. That's why I said it's like a, it's like getting an extra sense because having a child mm. is so incredibly difficult that it just like if I were to like talk to my single self and if were to explain how difficult it is, it would make my single self head spin uh, how crazy it is. You know what I'm saying? Like just how much work there is uh, between just getting up in the middle of the night, baby's crying, baby's got to eat, baby got to change the baby. Uh, you know, all of that stuff, just wild, man. Like you're just, you're, you're teaching a, a, a human being how to live. And that includes how to eat food. That includes how to sleep right. That includes how to, you know, understand that you're not feeling well and you're going to feel better and all those things. It's super wild. And um, when you when you actually have the child, like Allah gives you the power to do it. It's crazy. I can't explain it. I was like never a morning person. But when my first son came, like I was the one who was able to wake up in the morning and take the baby and let my wife sleep for an extra couple hours. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, if they're not sleeping, they're not able to produce food for the baby. So, like, you know, to all the guys are like, oh, mm-hmm. but, you know, my wife is going to take care of all that stuff. You, dude, yeah, you, she can't. She can't. It's physically impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to have a good kid, you have mm-hmm. to be a good father. 
And, um, you know, Allah gives you that power, that energy to just like wake up my second kid. He basically didn't sleep. Like I look at my Fitbit stats. I should like frame my Fitbit stats for my (laughs) my second kid because it'd be like you slept one hour, you slept two hours, you slept an hour and a half, like for a straight like like six month period. It was nuts. But I look back on it and I'm just like, yeah, like I could probably do that again. (laughs) like it's really dumb like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make rational sense you get another power that's a good way to put it Matthew Mm. Mm. and I and I think that well for us uh, we want to break soon because it is time for Magra but closing up because I I don't want to end the conversation abruptly and this is a beautiful conversation Uh, first of all I want to remind the people uh, go check out Mystic Man if you want a beard as glorious mm. as Justin's. Go check out the site, man. <laughs> he has a nice beard. Go check it out. The, the the quality of the brand, I can attest to it myself. High quality, organic. It's good stuff. Okay, it's not like the, I've seen some like way cheaper brands over at Walmart and Target. And it's just it, it's not the same. Okay, it's like what I said earlier. Some random dude up against Justin. They are not alike. Okay, <laughs> not alike. the beard, the Mystic Man beard. The Mystic brand, Man has not alike other. Mystic beer Man brands. has Sunnah ingredients too, man. We got this the Siddur, which is mentioned in the Quran and was a actual real Sunnah practice of the prophet to use this herb in his in his you know personal cleaning habits so it's uh you know you want to be the wow. real mystic man we reach back to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa but i wanted to ask justin i guess as a question to, to close up so um, you know we, we have a couple of single friends who are listening to this and i don't want them to be crying like at the end of the episode like guys you keep telling us how amazing he is to be married. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe for the single guys out there, single single woman out there, um, any advice um, on, I guess, how to uh, approach and getting married, uh, finding the one, or just beginning this process of deciding, hey, you know what? Um, I understand that this is my Islamic obligation, and I'm trying to get married. I'm trying to complete half my deen. If you have mm-hmm. any uh, advice or thoughts on the matter, uh, please share it with the people. Yeah, man. So you can just like go on Instagram and find like a roomy poem and you send it to all the ladies at once. (laughs) And then you're like, yes or no? Yes or no? Will you have Nika with me? Mass marketing. (laughs) Yeah, mass marketing. It's a numbers game. No, I'm just messing with you. Please don't do that. That is literally the worst. (laughs) One of the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Mailchimp. <laughs> That's one of the worst ideas. Uh, I mean, just be real. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even hear that you said that until you repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would say, like, to be real, like, you really have to work on yourself. And when you, t- it, one of the key ingredients of working on yourself is actually building community for yourself, right? So. To become a righteous person, you need to be you need to surround yourself with righteous people. And what righteous people do is to help each other get married. So that's essentially what mm. happened to me, man. Like I was I was in a loving community 
of of brothers and sisters that were like, hey, you know, we want to. I come from like a non-traditional Muslim family. Like my Iranian side of my family is very secular. Like you know, I grew up going to like Catholic mass, so I'm kind of like a, a convert in many respects. So it's like my family wasn't looking for me. Mm-hmm. So who was looking for me was the community, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. that was really powerful. You know what I'm saying? So when you surround yourself with righteous people and you have real conversations with them they are going to go out on a limb for you and try to find you somebody. And then I guess the other half of that is like, I guess I'll speak to the married people in this and the, uh, the elders who may be listening to this thing is like, well, you really got to look out for these young people because they're living in a wild time and it's really, really hard to um, get to a point that they actually are ready to be married. You know what I'm saying? Like they, there's a lot that has to happen. It's not an easy thing. Like I don't want to, I don't even want to like downplay the struggles of a, of a, of a young woman or a man who's like getting ready to get them, getting ready to be married. Like there's a lot of work that goes, you know, that needs to be done. So, um, really there needs to be respect on the other side of the community that says like, we need to actually do something. Uh, because we're not that we're not as big of a community as we think we are. And, um, you know, people are just like wildly different, you know what I'm saying? So you actually have to have a large Mm -hmm. pool of people in order to just have the right amount of choice for people to, uh, be comfortable with finding a spouse. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like, Oh, well, what about Mariam from the mosque? And it's like, well, that's one option. Like I need like, you know, we, we need to connect people like Canada, you know, all over the U S the UK, mm-hmm. like everybody needs to be connected in order to actually match people correctly. Because now that we live in a society that isn't just like traditional, uh, you know, like, you know, women don't even go to school and they don't have, they don't mm-hmm. go to work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all about the man. Like, People have different career goals and aspirations, and if they don't match up, like that's that's not a problem. If, if your thing doesn't match up, but you have to have more a larger pool if everybody wants to have a career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Thank you so much, Hussein. You have any thoughts? Just last thing I want to say, just to add to that, because I think that was a really important point. As we, and this is for immigrant um, immigrant Muslims as well as like just converts or. Um, American Muslims, as we get further and further removed from, like, I guess our our uh, home country, like our home country, like mm-hmm. you know, as we spend more time here, as we get generation, second generation, third generation, mm-hmm, fourth generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even the strong c- cultural traditional practices that we have, like hastigari, for example, stuff like that, they're slowly kind of, st- they're not gonna, st- they're going to stop working as well. Are they all mm-hmm. already are? They already are. Already not are. As what well. do you mean? Uh, <laughs> later, <laughs> you know, we're seeing it happen. Um, yeah. And so, kind of what Justin is saying is like we have to start forming our Muslim American culture and practices and traditions for getting married because that's what's going to last for the kids that grow up and yeah. live here. Yeah. Word. That's that's a great yeah. point. Uh, I like that. I mean, I guess I, there's not much I can add. Uh, I'm just a newly a newly married guy but I would just say like don't ever despair you know like don't don't ever 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 allow yourself to be in the position where you're like I made dua and I'm not married yet what's up god or I've been trying so hard okay it's not meant for me like 
be quiet. You don't know what's meant for you, but you know that Allah says get married. So keep making dua, keep putting in the work, and don't despair. Because you know, I guess what is isn't it one of the greatest sins yeah. to lose to lose hope. Um, so no matter how hard your situation is, like listen, ev- everyone's different. Um, I'm Hussein and I are, are really lucky examples to get married before um, even being 24, and even getting married at 24 is better than 26 or 28 or 30. You know, like there's levels to it, obviously. But at the end of the day, you can only uh, pray and put your head down and work. Like do, do the work, like t- take Justin's advice, like be in a community of people, right? Like find like-minded people. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, just don't despair. And inshallah, what is good will come to you. Well, dope podcast. Um Saying you got anything you want to, you look, you look like you want to say something. No, we're just gonna say thank you, Justin, so much for being our very first guest on the podcast. Best Ooh. guest, <laughs> best guest. Thanks for first having guest. me on, guys. Inshallah, Tofiq. <laughs> Inshallah, and guys, um, do not, do not. Okay, I can't say his watch it, but do not leave this podcast without doing something to connect yourself to Justin. He's on uh, Twitter. Justin, if you wouldn't mind shouting out the best ways for people to get in contact with you or yeah, support yeah, what you're doing. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Mashouf, M-A-S-H-O-U-F. Uh, Instagram, J Mashouf. Uh, I don't know. Go to <laughs> watch the film. Uh, I would <laughs> I'd love that support. You know, The Honest Struggles on Amazon Prime. Leave a review and, uh, you know, share it with friends and family. And, you know, if you have a beard, you want a beard, you want to have nice, fresh hair. Mystic Man is a great choice, you know. <laughs> Get fresh, everyone. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This is Thoughtful Banter and Justin Mashouf, and we are out. Peace. Peace.